I'm here to be an all-time great. great. Now rocking with the best. Perfect yellow, perfect yellow, perfect yellow, perfect yellow. The Lakers repeat back-to-back title. Welcome to the Big Baby Jonathan Sports Podcast. Oh, he's smoking hot. The latest Laker news. Another great Showtime feed. The greatest Laker show. This is going to be legendary for a long time. This is the Big Baby Jonathan Sports Podcast. Lakers all day. Go Lakers! What's good, everybody? It's your boy, Big Baby Baby. What's poppin', everybody? It's Big Baby Jonathan here. Welcome to the latest edition of the Big Baby Jonathan Sports Podcast. And once again, we got Jonathan Mathis from the SoCal SoCal Sports Chronicle. How's it going, man? Hope all is well with you and the family, man. Hey, how's it going, Big Baby? Likewise, hope it's, hope everything is well with you. Hope hope you're having a wonderful day. It's a nice day here in Southern California. It's warm today. And, you know, I'm just living life, my friend. How yeah, about Everything's going good, man, with the family and everything's solid. And in today's show, we're going to talk about what is the expectations for the Lakers in the Orlando bubble and would this playoff impact LeBron's legacy and what's the rotation going to look like with J.R. Smith. But first, we're going to start talking about um, what is the expectations for the Lakers and Jonathan Mathis, go ahead first. So what is the expectations for the Lakers coming into the bubble? What do you expect from the Lakers coming into the bubble? Um, Well, I expect them to pick up from where they left off which is a team that had the best record in the Western Conference, I would say the expectations are high Mm -hmm. for the Lakers. I mean, these are lofty expectations for a team that has put itself in good position to win it all this year. Um, Do I think they win it all? Only time will tell. We have to wait and see what this team will look like after a long layoff. You know, um, you can expect this team to be a little rusty. You could expect this team to get off to a slow start. I wouldn't be surprised. But the Lakers' expectations are high. The pressure will be ramped up on this team to get it done. They have two superstar players in LeBron James and Anthony Davis. And... I could tell you that a lot of Laker fans are expecting big things from this team. They are expecting different results. Um, Unlike last season, this team has no excuses now. This is the time to hoist number 17 and hoist another championship banner in the Staples Center rafters. Yep, I totally agree. Um, the Lakers' expectations for me, I talked about a little bit last night on my live show on YouTube. Um, it's championship or bust for me. Um, a lot of Laker fans probably feel the same. You may feel the same, different. But for me, championship or bust, I don't want to go in there, oh, we made the, we made the playoffs, got second-round loss. It's a good year. Nope, that's not how the Lakers franchise is. Lakers franchise is all about banners and, and championships. You know, so I'm excited for that. But the thing for me, I want to – see this team, see if they still have that chemistry, you know, see if they still got that camaraderie and stuff. And also Anthony Davis said, I watched an interview when he talked to the Lakers media people, he was talking about the Lakers expectations for a championship is really high. And 
Anthony Davis is 100% healthy, 100% healthy. And Anthony Davis said he had some injuries that he had to deal with, and he's 100% healthy. And when AD is healthy and LeBron's healthy, it's a scary sight. And here's the other thing, too. Remember how when we first got AD, everybody was talking about it's going to take AD a long time to get acclimated with LeBron? Their chemistry is one of the best in the league. So LeBron and AD, if they click in playoffs, we're winning this chip. You know, I know it's going to be tough. I know it's going to be tough. Any championship tough. The championship is behind me that they won tough, you know, and I'm really excited, man. Really, really excited. Yeah, I couldn't be more excited for uh, the remainder of the season. Um, I think that since you finished 80% of the season, now is the time to crown the champion. Mm -hmm. I think um, the team that wins is well-deserving. And I think the Lakers are the favorites to win it all. Um, With what they've accomplished so far, they've shown the world what they are capable of doing. Um, They have, you know, uh, made a loud statement uh, before the season was canceled with two significant victories mm-hmm. over two cha- over two uh, playoff contending teams, the Clippers and the Bucks. Um, so now is a good time to take this team seriously. I think it's time to put some respect on LeBron James's name mm-hmm. um, because he has carried the weight on his shoulders along with. Anthony Davis, who has been tremendous since he's come over to the Lakers, he has made a significant impact on this roster. And I think if it wasn't for him, the Lakers would not be where they are currently in the standings. Yeah, 100%, man. You know, LeBron's a great player, very talented. People need to put respect on his name. And speaking of put respect on his name, Skate Bayless added it again. Um, because I have it right here. I'll play the audio for you guys in a little bit. Uh, Skate Bay's response to Giannis claims that this will be a tough NBA title to win. And I'll play you some the audio of it right here. to travel to a single game 
there is no air travel. There are no coast-to-coast -coast flights. There are no time zone changes. You get to stay. It's not your own bed, but it'll feel like your own bed after about three months because you'll have everything set up in your own room. You're not exactly in solitary prison confinement. You're in the Walt Disney bubble in Orlando. You have gone to Disney World heaven. You've got the Disney staff who, who's as sharp and, and as smart and as on top of things as, as any staff in this country. I want to leave. Okay? Yeah, but, but they are going to wait on you 24 hours a day, hand and foot. Whatever your heart desires, you got it from this staff there. It's 24-hour room service. And by the way, the bars are open. The restaurants are open within the bubble. But I right? go on that bars. Okay. Why not? Come on. You can go. You're fine. You're clear. You, you got tested. You're, you're clear. I like right? being alone. Okay. Well, that's fine. You just stay in your room anyway. I don't know <laughs> what you're complaining about. So the point is, you do get to play golf if you choose. You can go fishing. They got lots of great bass ponds right there on the property. You can go fishing if you want. Hey, nobody go. You can play ping pong tournaments if you want to. And you can play every video game ever known to me. They probably have Pac-Man and Miss Pac-Man. They got video games everywhere, and every guy's going to take like 17 video games to his room to play. Am I right about that? players it's going to be like you're going to go back to the good old days of aau basketball when they were in aau on travel teams what would happen they'd go to tournaments and, and be gone for a week and what would they do they would focus solely on playing basketball and hanging out that's all so jonathan mathis what is your thoughts about that well you know skip bayless is my man i love yeah. skip bayless mm -hmm. you know he's passionate he speaks from the heart he does not hold back. He could put together coherent arguments. But to say this will be the easiest championship because they're playing in a bubble in Disney World is utterly ridiculous. It is preposterous to say this will be the easiest championship because of location, mm -hmm. because they don't have to travel, because they are planning Disney World heaven. You know, it's still going to be a challenge for all of these teams. And it might even so be more challenging because of the format now. Mm -hmm. The format makes it that much more difficult for these teams to win. Mm -hmm. I mean, you talk about, the, you look at the format, and if you have one bad game, you're eliminated from contention. So I wouldn't necessarily say it's an easy route to take. I think that's crazy to say that. Yeah, I, I that just doesn't surprise me. But let me ask you this: Is he saying that because if he thinks that LeBron might win a championship, oh, it's the easiest? But so basically, what you're saying, Skip, is whoever wins it got it easy. So you're saying Kawhi got an easy championship, LeBron, Kumpo, the Celtics if they win, if anybody wins the championship in this bubble, it's easy. Hell no, it's not easy. It takes preparation, heart, dedication. Timely stops, you know, it's not going to be easy. If it was easy, you know, it's not going to be, I'm telling you, it's not going to be easy. It's going to be one of the toughest championships that the Lakers ever did, ever faced, or ever um, experienced to go win the championship. You know what I mean? It's going to be a tough battle, you know, and but I agree with Kumpo. It's, it's going to be a tough, really tough, you know, because like whoever wins the championship, I'm going to put it on your front street. Shout out to Corey for this because he mentioned it. Um, that He said that, uh, if the Lakers win a championship, it's going to be one of the best championships of all time because of what's going on with the pandemic and all this, all the mm -hmm. stuff that's going around the world. 
And I agree with him. No, I agree. 100%. 100%. Yep, one of the best championship experiences I've ever went. And I, I just won another championship so bad. It's been eating at me since 2010, and I'm, I want this championship so bad. So, Lakers, please win this championship and make Laker Nation happy. You know, just make us happy, man. I'm excited for the season, you know, to come back. Really, it's finally coming, man, after all the speculation, ups and downs, you know, and it's finally here, man. It's really finally here, you know? Yes, it's finally here. Um, they are in confinement, of mm-hmm. course, mm-hmm. and that's only to keep the players safe and to keep them healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a new look for the NBA. It's a new normal, mm-hmm. but I think it's doable. And I think it's manageable. And I think by the time it's all said and done, we will have a champion. Yep, most definitely, man. We're gonna have a champion, and and we may and the Lakers may do the the parade from Staples Center, or they do it in on the Zoom call at Staples Center for fans. You know, maybe you know how the Dodgers did it with their fans. They did like a Zoom call. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah, they should. Lakers should do that with their fans and celebrate it with their fans. You know, it'd be a lot of people in the Zoom, but hey. I'll be I'll be with it. Okay, let's switch gears. Um, so Jonathan, what's the rotation gonna look like to you with J.R. Smith? Do you think he's gonna get bulk of the minutes? Do you think Deion Waiters gonna get bulk of the minutes? So what is your rotation gonna look like for the Lakers? It depends who performs better. Mm-hmm. Whoever performs their function better than the other will get more minutes, and I think that's how it should be. Mm-hmm. It's only fair. You reward the guy who's producing more for you. Um, whatever helps you win, whatever it takes to win, mm-hmm. you know, whatever helps you create a winning formula. If it's that guy, if it's J.R. Smith, you go with J.R. Smith. Mm-hmm. If it's Deion Waiters, you go with Deion Waiters. I could see J.R. Smith starting because he has found success playing alongside LeBron. And then I could see Deion Waiters coming off the bench as a six-man who I think could be a very, very productive six-man off the bench because of his ability to shoot, his ability to score, and also his ability to make those around him better, mm-hmm. just like LeBron James. you got a lot of creators now on this, on this team, and that just opens up shots for everyone. Yep, 100%. You know what I mean? I agree. Jared Smith should be the starter, but KCP might start. You know, you never know. If I was Frank Vogel, know what I would do? Whoever wants to start, compete in training camp in Orlando. And, you know, but J.R. Smith does shoot 49% from three when LeBron assisted it to him, 49%. Or every time he throws it to him, 49% from three. And that's going to be scary. If you double-team LeBron or AD and J.R. Smith's in that corner, money ball, three, money ball, you know. So I'm very excited for this, for this Laker team. And the rotation's are going to be good. Morris is probably going to play a lot. McGee, we don't know about Dwight yet, but he did. He did. There's reports out there. I don't know if they're true or not. I'm just going to wait until it's official from him or his agent or the Lakers that he told he told the Lakers he wants to play. But I don't. I don't know. I don't believe rumors anymore. Reports anymore. You know. I mean. I just. I don't know. I just don't believe reporters anymore when they report stuff. I don't know why. For whatever reason, I just don't believe it until it's official. You know what I mean? Yeah. I. You know. As as a member of the media, mm-hmm. I consider myself as a member of the media. Yeah. Um, I think they do what they can. Mm-hmm. Um, they try to be first in reporting the news, mm-hmm. and sometimes the news is inaccurate. 
um, it tends to be, um, you know, not uh, the facts and just like rumor and speculation. And sometimes we get it wrong. It's human error. You know, um, it's not perfect all the time, but it's because the reporters want to beat that next reporter to mm. the story. Mm. You know, and that's why those mistakes tend to happen. And sometimes it does seem like um, that player is, you know, that player might sign or he might get traded to that team and mm. then something drastically changed and it never happens. It, it, it happens. Um, it's a tricky business. Um, it's not an easy business. Um, it's challenging, but it's self-rewarding at the same time. So um, sometimes these reporters are not going to be accurate, even though they are in, you know, the media business when they should have all the information and facts correct. Um, sometimes it's not as easy as it, as it may appear to be. Mm. Yeah, I feel it. But the, the reason I, I lost a little bit of trust with the media is because when they were throwing out false rumors about the Lakers organization, saying that we don't have the assets, they were just – no, but that's just people at ESPN, you know. You do a great job. What do you do? Your sports writing is great work. Go check it out. Thank you. At, uh, where is it again? Um, SoCal Chronicle. SoCal, yeah, SoCal Chronicle and uh, Ramwire. Yes. Ramwire. I you do a great job. Do, uh, I also do contributions for um, Ramswire. I'm a contributor writer there. That's good, man. I got to take a look at your Ramswire stuff. But anyway, let's dive into – a topic that a lot of Laker fans and a lot of people are going to think I'm crazy. Um, if what is your, what it, does this playoff push for LeBron? Will this impact his legacy? The floor is yours. Do you think this will impact LeBron's legacy? Yes. Um, um, we talked about this um, not too long ago. I think, um, I think it will impact his legacy. Um, the question is, how much will it impact his legacy? Because he's already a three-time NBA champion. Mm -hmm. um, you know, um, he's won titles before. Mm -hmm. um, he His track record is not that great in the finals. Um, but this championship would mean a lot mm -hmm. uh, to help his legacy. So, yes, I think this championship is a very important one. I think this is one that he wants to win, so it can so it can solidify his legacy. Um, maybe not only solidify his legacy, but also cement his place in NBA history as one of the greatest. And he's gonna definitely need another championship uh, to add to his resume if he wants to be mentioned in the same breath as Kobe Bryant. Um, um, I mean, this championship would hold a lot of weight if mm. the Lakers are able to win it, and in a year like this, um, it's been a difficult year. Um, and so in a year like this, mm -hmm. when after Kobe's death and, and this pandemic and everything, this championship will mean a lot. And I'm with Corey on this. It will be the biggest NBA – it will be the biggest Lakers championship in, in franchise history, no question about it. So – um, this this uh, playoffs and, mm -hmm. and the finals will have a lot of meaning uh, for LeBron James and the Lakers. Yes, I totally agree with you, but you're listening to the Big Baby Jonathan Sports Podcast with Jonathan Mathis from the SoCal Chronicle. We're talking about uh, what's the expectations for the Lakers coming out of the bubble. 
the rotation, J.R. Smith, what's that going to look like, and LeBron's legacy, will they impact it? We're talking about that right now. Um, what are my thoughts about that? I think it could. it's going to impact his legacy. You know what I mean? If he goes to the finals and loses, that's 3-7. Three 3-7 and seven. Three and seven in the finals. Three championships, seven losses. And Laker Nation doesn't play. If we win championships, you know, if you're a superstar, you got to win the championship. You have to. Or Laker fans will say, get the stepping. So it's going to be big for LeBron. And he probably knows that. And I noticed when LeBron has his back against the wall, he turns up down 3-1. He didn't panic. And look what happened against Detroit when he was hitting big-time shots, you know, in those crunch time situations against Orlando. So LeBron's capable of hitting those big-time shots. You know what I mean? But at the end of the day, it's going to have a big impact if he does not yeah. win the championships. Speaking of hitting game winners, Paul Pierce at it again, saying that um, LeBron is not doesn't have that clutch. He saw he, Basically, Paul Pierce called LeBron soft in crunch time. Okay, let me go first. He hit the game winner against Detroit. Hit the game winner against Golden State. He hits game winners before, and he had key blocks in crunch time. He's capable of hitting big shots. They're just basing off of him missing um, threes, or they're just basing off of, like, when he misses, you know. He's hit big shots, but overall, he can hit game winners. He has that game-winning mentality. And a lot of people don't think, oh, he doesn't have that mentality. He does when he puts his mind right. If he, put, if he puts the playmaker aside, he can hit game winners. I see him do it. I see him done it before against Chicago. Because there was a play, that play was supposed to be for J.R. Smith. And LeBron said, no, I'm going to run my own play and then hit the three in the corner. Remember to win the game against uh, Chicago? That's what uh, Richard Jefferson was talking about on their podcast. I was listening to it. You know, so LeBron hits game winners. So what are your thoughts about Paul Pierce's silly comments? Like always, he always has weird comments. I don't like Paul Pierce. For LeBron, it's more of a mental thing when Mm -hmm. he misses those shots. I think if his his mind is right and if he's focused – he makes those shots. He drains most of those game-winning shots. Everyone is expecting him to be a mirror image of Kobe, and mm-hmm. that's not what you're going to get from LeBron. LeBron is the best player of this generation. Mm-hmm. LeBron is the best version of himself. Mm-hmm. Stop comparing Kobe. Stop comparing LeBron to Kobe. That's a dumb comparison because their games are totally different. Their styles of play are different. Yes, thank you. you. Know, thank you. It's a thank different you. physical attribute that you see with LeBron James. Mm-hmm. So LeBron James is not going to be able to match Kobe's excellence. Yep. He comes Facts. close to it, but he's not going to do what Kobe was able to do. So by Paul Pierce saying that, what it tells me is that he missed some of the big games where he had those moments where he made big shots. Mm-hmm. Before he joined the Lakers – in the playoffs against the Bulls, he hit a corner three and drained it at the buzzer. And I believe that was the game that sent the Lakers to the next round. I guess Paul Cavaliers Pierce was, to Cavaliers to the next round. I, I yeah, I guess Paul Pierce was either sleeping or he just refuses to acknowledge it because that was a critical game. That was a big game. And that was um, um, huge for LeBron James, a, a, a big moment in his NBA career. So Paul Pierce, to say that, that is kind of silly. Um, it's baseless. And it sounds like he's a little bit um, 
what's the word? Bias. Yeah, 100% bias, man. LeBron's big-time shots. They got to put respect in LeBron's name. And also, somebody at it again, switching up on the Lakers. Jalen Rose switches NBA championship prediction. It was the Lakers. Now he's picking the Clippers. But it's okay. Uh-huh. Um, it's okay because just because he's – Patrick Bailey's been talking just because Paul George said he like or Clippers are gonna come out immediately and win this championship. Go ahead, it's okay. The Lakers that, could use that as lighter fluid, yeah. And they could use that as motivation. Yep. yep. There you and, go. And I feel like the Lakers are gonna do. That. I feel like Lakers do. I feel like players do hear media talking about them, but they just don't want to acknowledge it on Twitter and social media because if LeBron came out and went back at Skip Bayless, went back at these haters, he would get talked about every day on ESPN, first take and undisputed. Yeah, but then by doing that, that opens a can of worms. Then, yep. the media, then the media starts talking more about you, and that just preparates more um, headlines in the news, and that's something you want to avoid as, a, as an athlete, uh, especially when the season is, a, is set to resume because you don't want any distractions. No, no distraction. And the funny thing was, when the NBA season, when the Lakers got AD, nobody yet worked at ESPN picked the Lakers. They had Denver on the list. They had the Rockets, the Bucks. They had the Clippers on there, but they didn't have the Lakers. They everybody thought all around the NBA that the Lakers were gonna have a struggle. They were gonna struggle. Nope, we're proving everybody wrong. Frank Vogel deserves Coach of the Year, and Rob Pelinka deserves Executive of the Year. We was able to do getting. Anthony Davis getting LeBron. Oh, Magic Johnson has something to do with it. I understand that, but Rob Plink has been there for the long haul since Magic left, and Rob Plink is doing a good job. You know, you have there's no rumors of no turmoil in L.A. You know, no drama. You know, there was there was drama every day. Yeah. So, what are your thoughts about that overall? Do you think? Uh, what are your thoughts overall? Well, I think overall the Lakers front office has done a terrific job mm-hmm. from what we've seen so far. You know, um, they got two superstar players in free agency. Um, One came over in a trade, which was Anthony Davis. Um, You put some pieces around them. You brought in Danny Green. Um, Now you're bringing in J.R. Smith. You you signed Avery Bradley. Um, You brought in a good coach, um, Frank Vogel, who's defensive-minded, who has a great assistant, a great group of assistants behind him. Jason Kidd, Lionel Hollins, uh, you name it. And these are all, they're all defensive-minded coaches. They all preach defense. They all um, encourage their, their players to play defense. And that's what made the Lakers better. So a lot of credit to the Lakers front office and a lot of credit to that coaching staff and LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Everyone seems to know their role. Everyone understands what needs to be done. And um, I think the entire organization has done a good job. It's a big difference from what we saw uh, in prior seasons. Most definitely. Since the Jim, the Jim Buss era, remember that? Moz Goff, Luol Deng, Carlos Boozer, Kendall Marshall, all those. Even, you know, Jim Buss era, Mitch Kupchick era was down. But we went through it. We learned from it. And I think all this struggle that the Lakers went through, it's going to be more sweeter when we get that championship. You know, it's going to be like, yes, we went through all that hard work, you know, all those ups and downs to get to the championship. It was well worth it. But, yeah, shout out to the front, Lakers front office. Shout out to Jeannie Buss. Shout out to you. Keep doing your thing, Jeannie Buss. Keep do, keep inspiring. Rob Palinka, you know, Kurt Rambis, Linda Rambis, you know, Tim Harris, you know, all the people in the organization do great things, you know, and 
Can't wait. Executive of the year, Rob Plinka, man. But uh, Jonathan, it's always a pleasure, man, coming on the Big Baby Jonathan Sports Podcast. So go out and give out your social media. It's always a pleasure. Everyone, you guys can find your boy on Facebook at SoCal Chronicle fan page. Make sure you guys give it a thumbs up. You guys can also find me on Instagram, SportsJudge85, mm-hmm. and Twitter, SportsJudge85. Um, read the content. Check out some of the commentary. Give it a thumbs up. Give it a shout out. Appreciate you guys. Yep. Always a pleasure, man. And you guys always follow me on Twitter, Big Baby Jonathan. Subscribe to my YouTube channel, Big Baby Jonathan Sports Podcast. Follow me on Instagram, Big Baby Jonathan underscore. Like my Facebook page, Big Baby Jonathan Sports Podcast. I'm at 308 likes on there. So keep liking it. Keep supporting the show. And Jonathan, peace out. Talk to you next week, man. Peace.